Hello, hello and welcome. We are back. It is Trucking Answers. Welcome back to you. This is the podcast that other trucking podcasts and really every podcast listens to to decide what they are going to say on their podcast. So thank you for that. All other podcasts. We're here for you to help you. I'm here with my co-host Gracie, who's very orange and she's sleeping on my blanket right now. So uh, it's so cool in here. The cat is on the blanket sleeping. Soon, I'm sure she will return to have her say in what we're going to say today now. So we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. And uh, so sit back and relax, put it in the big hole. And uh, let's uh, let's see what we're doing. I want to talk about what you can do at work to change your workplace. And this is in relation to uh, what's going on at my work and it's going on AB5 out there. This all relates back to that. And we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news where uh, cars are being bought back because they're junk. As I say, in my opinion, and and yet another reason we do not live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet that are either so stupid they can shouldn't barely be alive or they're wasting our tax dollars. Well, so we have to buy them cheese sandwiches and the popo, the pokey, I guess they call that now. And so that wastes our tax money and we can't get to Mars because of all of our money is going to sliced cheese. All right. So. That's what we're doing today, and I want to thank everybody for being here. My name is Mark. I'm your host. This is Mark at TruckingAnswersNation.com. Also have a YouTube channel. All right, so check that out. So let's get to it. Trucking Answers YouTube channel. That's enough of that, Mark. Get going. I know. I know. So I wanted to say something. You know, I just read this meme, and I thought it's pretty interesting, and that's a good way to start this out. You know, memes. We'll start with memes. Yeah, that's right. It said, uh, you know, the eight-hour day wasn't given to workers by uh, employers that felt they worked too hard, you know, just being nice to the employees. Work, employees had to go take that eight-hour day. They went out on strike. They refused to work in the face of the National Guard, in the face of being fired and everything else to get what they wanted. And that is the problem today. So I'm watching this AB5 protest here recently, and, and it worked, right? They had stopped the ports from working a couple of days. And then weekend came around. And so what did the drivers do? Huh, they're like, well, it's the weekend. We're going to go home. So what happens Monday? Do they come back? No. They don't come back. They give up. Well, Mark, they still want what they want. They may want what they want, but they're not willing to give up anything to get it. Unless you're willing to give something up, you're never going to get anything. You can't just ask people, especially employers, workplaces, any place, anybody that's making money for you, you can't just ask them to be nice to you and expect them to do it. Okay, they're in it for them, just like you should be in working for you. Okay, you, not them. I don't go to work to help the company get bigger. I go to work to help my paycheck get bigger, period. All right, I don't like them. I don't care if they like me. It doesn't make any difference. I'm there to work, all right? So these AB5 purchases give up, and now... Oh, and now they're saying, oh, well, you know, now we're going to get an injunction. It, You know what? It shouldn't matter if there's an injunction. It shouldn't matter if you're being threatened to be arrested. It, none of that matters. You close the port until you get what you want. Simple as that. This happens in many countries. It used to happen here when people would stick together. And you just can't get people to do it. Right? Why? Because the workplaces have made it so that you have to live basically paycheck to paycheck. You can't even survive more than a two minutes without getting any money 
and now you're unwilling to take any kind of action that may jeopardize the job you don't even like that you're protesting against. I think that's the funniest part of it. So, oh, I don't want to strike anymore. They're going to fire me from the job you hate. Okay, who cares? You have got to stop caring about any of that. All right. If you expect to get anything done, just like my last rant when I talked about, and I, t- and this crosses over from YouTube to this because some people listen to this, don't not on YouTube or whatever, and I get to expand on things here that I can't necessarily talk about on YouTube because of all the policies and stuff they have there. So, because you own your podcast. I talked about these stupid harnesses that they wanted us to wear at work because sometimes we have to climb up a ladder, a couple of steps, not like I'm not standing on top of a trailer or anything like that, but a few steps maybe up a ladder and, uh, you know, and so they want us to wear this gigantic harness contraption thing that you know, looks like it belongs in us and I'm shop to be honest with you. And um, <laughs> so you strap it in here and straps that go up here and there and all up your crotcholes and everything else. And then you hook yourself onto it and they're like, you just hook onto the ladder, or whatever. No. Okay. So we looked at it and we're like, no, we talked about it. I'm like, hang on a minute. I'll take care of this. I went and looked a bunch of stuff up, some stuff I already knew, but I want to always be sure whenever you go talk to a workplace, you have to be sure. And I'm like, we're not wearing it. So the next meeting that we had, I'm like, we're n- none of us are wearing this. Okay. I'm going to speak for everybody. I said, we are not going to wear it until you get in compliance. Compliance. Well, and a couple of people are like, well, Mark, you can't go tell them that kind of stuff. I'm like, why the heck not? What are they going to do to me? Fire me? I was looking for a job when I found this job. Always remember that. All right. If you're not willing to stand up for something, then I don't know what to say. You've got to be willing to stand up, but you also need to know your rights. You can't just say we're not wearing it and they're going to be like, you have to wear it. Okay. Always have knowledge and education, everything on your side. So I did, I'd gone uh, to the OSHA site and looked up every rule for these goofy things. All right. And they weren't in compliance with any of them. On a mobile unit, you can't clip to a mobile unit at all. Anything that's mobile, you can't clip to because OSHA says it might move. If it moves, somebody could drive it away. It could be pushed away, depending on what the size of it is. They don't want you clipped to it and you fall and you're still clipped to it. You have to be clipped above it or away from it so that you fall away from it in case you fall so that is one thing that is just simply not allowed because like well just wrap it around the ladder and clip it you can't clip it to yourself there's a lot of rules that they have to follow because a boss wants to make himself look good to his superiors at your expense is no reason to just go along with it the country everybody in the country is so they've just gone along with stuff for so long we're just going why do good people go along with crap stuff all the time what has happened to the country? All right, get up off your butt. Stop watching reality TV and do something. This will not stand. No mention of harnesses has come since that meeting. He was fuming. Oh, my God. This look on his face when I was quoting all these rules. He was furious. He's like, oh. If it was a cartoon, you'd have seen smoke coming out of his ears. Hilarious hilarious and i'm like this rule this rule this rule and for that reason we aren't wearing it until you are in compliance with osha or i will personally call osha myself and take pictures and send it to them and send it to headquarters and say that you are refused to be in compliance and you're making us wear this and it's making us unsafe because the idea of these clips and attachment points is to be safe so if we're not using them in compliance with the law the theory is that we're not being safe, right? Right. 
<laughs> so the funny thing is I'd made him stand there probably 90 minutes and make sure everybody was fitted. It fit out everybody. <laughs> and then we're, we're not wearing it. Hilarious. Hilarious. That's all hourly. Right? Everybody's standing there getting paid. So we're all getting hundreds, a couple of hundred, two, three hundred dollars an hour total for 90 minutes. So he probably spent four to five hundred dollars in pay between everybody, fitting everybody to be told we're not going to wear it. I thought that was hilarious. And I told him, I go, see, this is your first lesson in what safety sometimes costs when you're too safe. Okay, when you try to get too safe, it costs, it reduces productivity. And that's what happened here. So instead of starting out on a normal time, we're already 90 minutes late. You've paid $400 in salary out probably, plus his pay, and we didn't get anything done and we're still not wearing it. So this is your first lesson because he's new. I said, so these are lessons that you're going to learn probably from me that you are not, you know, in charge of these kind of things when there are already rules. Because he's the kind of boss that has said, well, you know, I'm the boss here, and so what I say goes. No, no, that is not true at all. Okay, what you say does not go. Just like this, what I said went because I have the rules and the law on my side. Don't just blurt stuff out, all right? Always be right. Always be right on stuff. Because if you just stand up, we're not wearing it, well, and then they fire you, then you have nothing to fall back on because you don't know what you're talking about, meaning you don't know the rules and regulations, okay? Here, as a corporation, and probably at most places, really, the boss can't ask you to do anything that's not legal, all right? That's everywhere. You don't have to do things that aren't legal. So clipping a harness on to itself is actually not allowed by OSHA regulations. It isn't allowed in the workplace. So he can't make you, do, I'm like, I'm not doing that, and he can't go, well, you're fired unless you do it. I don't think so, okay? I don't think so. That isn't happening, Okay. It isn't happening. Stand up for yourself. Get your workplace changed. This same thing could happen with these people that say AB5. Why they weren't back out there Monday? So a court said they can't go. So what? Go anyways. What if there were a thousand drivers? You think they're going to, what are they going to go and arrest a thousand people? Really? What, how are they going to tow a thousand trucks away? Okay. Stand up for your dang self. I thought, you know, once those couple of days and I'm like, man, they closed the port for a couple of days. They're onto something here. They really got it. Something is going to happen. They have the power here. I thought, finally, really, uh, they have something going on. And, you know, they are, you know, I think they're being misclassified and everything else. So I'm all for it. And I'm all for I think they're doing it the wrong way, meaning it's not necessarily the port that's causing their problem. It's their employer. But, hey, I like it. I like the power that they were showed. And so the court says, oh, well, you get a restraining or tough arrest me. They should all show up the next day. All of them. If you're not willing to face that kind of thing, like, um, you know, the driver's like, oh, you did just, to me, did you see the boss? He's super mad. He's probably going to fire you. I'm like, okay, uh, why don't we all just stand up and say that's not happening? Okay. That's just as simple as that. You know, he might, I'll tell you what, there'll be some phone calls made right there in front of him to corporate who has a phone number just for this kind of thing, by the way. Did you know it? We actually have an OSHA compliance department. <laughs> they are very helpful. They have OSHA nerds down there that I would call them. People that all they do study that all day because they know that the companies get fined for OSHA violations if they're found out or somebody slips and they haven't followed all the OSHA rules, right? Okay, that's every company, not just here, all trucking and every other company. So they have a whole compliance department for that to keep everyone in compliance. And everybody can call them, including little me. That's right. I can call him too. Your company might have that. 
depending how big it is. If it's smaller, it doesn't matter because they still have to be in compliance. Just because they don't have a department for it doesn't mean they don't have to comply. Okay. That doesn't mean they don't have to comply. So stand up, get knowledge, get educated, and stand up for yourself. You'll feel a lot better about it too. By the way, you know, it's very satisfying to stand up and say, this is not going to happen and here's why. Because somebody thinks that they're 29 and the boss of you, I'm the boss of you. They're not the boss of you. You know who's the boss of him? The OSHA regulations. That's who the boss of him and me. So I will have to be in compliance with him, but so does he. He can't make me do something that's not in compliance and the drivers. And fortunately, the drivers were sort of halfway with me. They're all just like, <whistles> to turn their heads and not looking around right or whatever while I'm blathering on here. And then, you know, that's okay because there's not that many of us. And it's just as simple as that, you know, that we're just not going to do it until they're in compliance. And these AB5 drivers, look, I was so hopeful when they stayed a couple of days. And now, they, now they've come out to say something to the effect of, well, you know, well, we still had some victories there. You had nothing. You're back to work. You lost some pay and you didn't get anything out of it. And you just went, you slunk back to work because some goofball, they went to court or whatever, and they said, go back to work, and you just did it. You just did it because you don't have a backbone. Okay, you don't, you're just not going to stand up for anything. That's why the country is going down the toilet, the literal crapper, because nobody will stand up for anything that's right anymore in the country. They just let everybody walk all over them uh, because they're afraid that they're not going to make friends. People aren't going to like them. Oh, the boss won't like me. Who gives a flying crap hole if the boss likes you i don't go who cares they don't have to like me they just have to pay me i'm a good driver okay i'll come in if you i told them look if you'll just leave me alone and give me a truck that's decent and work to do all day you'll never hear from me i said that's it you wouldn't even have to ever see me i'll come in go to work go home and that'd be the end of it but when are you gonna do these impose these goofy things without even talking to us about it first you know because he thinks he's the boss i said you may think you're the boss but you you know you have well over 100 years of trucking experience where you have like four months of experience in the industry not even driving okay and so if you would come and say hey i want to make this place as safe as possible what can we do for that we'd be happy to help that out i don't want the place to be unsafe at all all right and i told him look when i climb this ladder whenever there i have to do it i'm i grip that thing with a death grip because i personally don't want to fall off of it Okay, I, so I don't want to hurt myself. It's like a self-preservation thing like it always is. I personally don't want to get hurt falling off the ladder. Although I'm sure Sam Nunn would help me or the hammer right away. But I don't want to fall off of it. I said, so I want to be safe. You know, I don't want to run into things. I don't want to get injured on the job. I don't want to be unsafe. I don't want any of those things to happen. But, but this harness thing, that ain't happening. Because the way you're doing it, imposing it on everybody, no. If you'd have come to us and talked to us, this might have a different outcome. Okay, but when you're going to impose things, you're going to get a lot of pushback, certainly from me, if not from other people. You will get pushed back on it. And I won't relent. I said, I'm not somebody that you're going to be able to talk to and say, oh, well, you just got to do this. That is not happening to me. For instance, we had another trailer that I got put out of service yesterday. One driver, because I don't look, I don't run all the trailers there or whatever. So we're waiting in line as usual, getting paid. And uh, we're just jibber-jabbering, talking. By the way, it was so hot, man. Holy crap, was it hot outside. So I'm like, look, let's go sit in your truck and talk or whatever. So I'm leaving my truck running, get in his truck. We're talking. <laughs> 
he's like, man, you know, this trailer, I don't know about this trailer. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I go back, he goes back and shows me, holy crap, the frame is cracked in it. The frame is like rusted through in several places. Through. You can see through it. One is big enough where you could put your hand, if you laid your hand flat like you're to slap somebody, you could put it fingers first through this all the way through the whole frame. I'm like, oh my God, you cannot do that. I'm like, this thing has got to be out of service immediately. I go, get this weight off of this thing right away. So I let him go around me, get it unloaded. I'm like, get this and take this thing back and do not touch this trailer again. And so he calls me from there. I, look, I, they ought to pay me to be the shop steward, you know, considering how much I like it. I just like doing it, but geez. He's like, oh, well, they said, you know, just run it the rest of the day and they'll look at it. I'm like, no way. No way do we do that. Tell him you're not going to do that. Well, you know, he goes, just, we only got, you know, four hours. I go, oh, hang on. So I got to call up again. This is what I don't understand about drive. This is totally, you cannot do this. Okay. I'm like, this trailer does not go anywhere. All right. No way. No way does that trailer go back on the road. It's ready to fall apart. And so they park it. All right. Well, they're going to see if they can look at it or whatever. So, fine. So, he just sits there the rest of the day, gets paid, and then goes home with the rest of us because that's how it works. Next morning, trailer's all ready. They've spot welded a couple spots. I'm like, can't do that. Because what did I do overnight? What he should have done and didn't do? Look up the regulations for welding a frame. Do you know there are regulations for that? Of course, there are FMCSA guidelines for frame welding. You can weld a frame. Okay, I'm surprised. I didn't think you could do it at all. You can but it's limited and has to be back to manufacturer's specifications. Apparently, each manu trailer manufacturer has specifications on frame welding and how big it can be, be and still be welded and how it's welded and plate. It has to be plated and gusseted and all kinds of stuff, which wasn't done here. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's no good. So this trailer, I said, is still not road worthy. It can't go on the road. Okay, it cannot go on the road. Oh, well, you know, it's uh, we need it. I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. All right. That thing, you know, this is the same. Now, get this. This is the same person that wants you to wear a harness to be safe. Okay. This is what probably bothers me. One of the top things that bother me about just people in general and about trucking companies in particular is the hypocrisy of safety. You know, we're all about safety unless it causes a problem to... Um, you know, getting freight moved, then we don't care at all, one whit about safety at all. That trailer is not, it's not just like, okay, a couple brakes are light or whatever, and you'd be careful. This is like, this frame is destroyed on this trailer, and it could completely come apart. I wouldn't drive a car like this. If you could poke your finger through the frame all over the place, okay. I wouldn't drive a pickup truck like this, much less a trailer that you're loading up, you know, full weight. It's just ridiculous. I'm like, this is so unsafe. So with the boss, I took some pictures of it. I go, all right, now this thing is going to be out of service here. Now I have the pictures of this frame, you know, and so wh what do we need to do now? Do I need to send these in to somebody? Do I need to send them to people above you what do we have to do about this to get this thing off the road because this is totally not legal i said do i have to go to state police post here in lafayette and uh, tell them about it to get a thing off the road it's that unsafe where i think it should be reported if it's on the road because i'll tell you what if that thing cracked in half and killed your family okay you'd be pretty upset about it i said 
you know you your parents are behind this trailer it cracks in half it falls apart or whatever they hit it and die what would you think about that would you just say well what if the company told you well we, you know we had freight to move that day we we're going to fix it later would that be acceptable to you is that an acceptable thing to you because it shouldn't be you know it's safety is everybody's concern and all that until freight needs to move this trailer can't go anywhere until it's fixed properly to manufacture specifications and they're quite rigorous on the frame because really the fmcsa doesn't want you doing a lot of framework on it the frame the whole frame really is shot on it because it's so rusty because as usual companies just i don't know why they do this some companies now this is not all companies why don't they wash the trailers every once in a while get the salt off of them and especially here we're using beet juice and salt together so it sticks helps it stick to the road and actually makes the salt last longer it also sticks to the underside of your car and your trailer and everything else and so over time it rusts things out if you do not do the underneath spray that should be done regularly and this trailer i don't know i didn't look and see how old it is uh it probably hasn't been done in many years and it has just eaten the frame away on the trailer and there's just less and less support to hold the weight up and that's not right i wouldn't want to be behind that and you know no driver should be subjected to that which they don't have to be the driver could stand up and say i'm not driving it but people are afraid. And, um, you know, this guy's been driving, I don't know, three years. I think he's probably the newest driver. Three or four years of experience, and he has the least of anybody, I think. But still, you know, you're going to have to, at some point, at some point in your life, hopefully, take a stand for something, something that's safe. And this is another one of those things. This same boss that wants you to wear harnesses also wants you to run this trailer that is illegal and unsafe on the road because we need to move freight. And, you know, if we don't move freight, then, you know, we don't get paid, meaning the company, not me. You know, and I'm like, I don't care about any of that. That isn't my problem. That's your problem. All right. I'm not running something unsafe and nobody is running this trailer around. If I see this thing on the road, it's getting called into somebody because it's just ridiculous. It should not go anywhere. It's so unsafe. It's not like there's a light out on it. Okay. This is, this can cause, this is a structural problem with the trailer and it has to go and be fixed properly. This cannot be a 10-minute solder job with your soldering iron from Radio Shack. This is a serious problem that needs to be repaired. And I, as much as I enjoy fighting with the bosses and stuff like that, it just gets so tiring at place after place after place where you got to hear about this stuff from other places and i got to deal with it myself. Why is it that trucking just can't get their act together? You know, why can't they get their act together? There's always some kind of issue. Go do this. Wear this dumb thing. Take, hey, it's unsafe. Go ahead and take this. You know, it's no problem. Just the rest of the day, it's only a few more hours. It's probably fine. Would it have been fine? I don't know. Who knows? All right. That's what they said. The Titanic. Hey, you can't sink that thing. Or you know, it doesn't matter if it's fine. It shouldn't be on the road. Period. And so, please, what I'm asking people to do is stand up for something. Stand it. Yeah. Will people not like you? Yeah, that's okay. I'll tell you what, I'd rather people, I'd rather I didn't like people, but knew where they stood on everything than, than this fake garbage stuff where people say stuff to you to pacify you or whatever, and they don't even believe it themselves. I don't like that. Do not be fake, okay? Be real. Be real with everybody. The people that, uh, you know, are your people will be your people, okay? And if you are being fake now, you know, change your life around. Because the friends and stuff that you have, if you're fake, are the friends of the fake person. Let let them be friends with the real person of who you are. If you believe something, say it. 
All right. If you want to stand up for something, do it, you know, but don't let people walk all over you, you know, like the sun, you know, you're not Nancy Sinatra. Okay. Do not do that. Uh, you, uh, the doormat and boot, right? You're the doormat or a boot and it's time for more boots. We have enough doormats. Okay. We need more boots in the world to change everything. You can't change a company if you're just willing to take whatever they give you. Okay. You can't do that. Oh, well, that's just how it is here. Now, I hear that from people all the time. That is not how it is. It's that way because you're weak and you don't have a backbone. That's why it is what it is at a place. You sit around for three days and get paid. All right. That should be the last time you ever do that in your life. Do not tolerate that. The only reason they get away with all of this garbage is because we tolerate it. Weak people tolerate it. I'm not getting paid. Mark, that's just how trucking is. That is not how trucking is for me. That is how trucking is for you because you let them do it to you, okay? And there are a lot of people that get paid for all of their time. I don't think it's too much to ask to have the same respect for a truck driver that they have for a 14-year-old who's getting their first job this summer here at Burger King, all right, to get paid for their time. That I don't think is too much to ask. That trucking has been this way? Well, you know what? In the 1860s, you know what people were saying? Well, this is how the country's always been. This is just how it's been. So just that's just how it is. All right, but it doesn't have to be that way, does it? 1920s, well, hey, women voting, what? It's how it's always been. Women don't vote. All right, okay, Do we? Ch can we change anything in the country? We can if people will stand up for it. Okay, and I know the eight-hour days and apply to truck. Mark, I work 15 hours a day. Whatever. All right, I don't know what to say. You know, it doesn't, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be that way. It's whatever it is because you tolerate the way it is. You know, if you're getting paid for all your time and you're driving excellent equipment, you're at a good company that respects you. And I'm not saying they got to bend over to you and just do whatever you tell them. Okay. But if you say, hey, this is a safety thing. Here's a safety concern I have. And they go, all right, let's fix it. Let's make it safe. That's one thing. But if you go and say, hey, here's a safety concern with this frame. And they go, well, can you run it the rest of the day? That's not okay. And that's not right. And that's them. Just being greedy, not caring anything at all about safety, even though they talk about it. So that's the difference. You know, go make them comply with the rules that they want you to comply with. So in Kentucky, now there's an exemption for uh, rules, regulations, for people hauling for the flooded area, you know, emergency relief. There's been this COVID emergency relief thing forever. They keep modifying a little bit. Can we, for years, right, can we just admit that we think even the government, okay, thinks that there is a service, you know, don't make you safer? Because I'll tell you what, if it was about safety, they would say, look, we still have to comply with this because it's a safety. So either the government is saying you're allowed to drive unsafe or <laughs> the hours of service don't make any difference. All right. And look, as much as I think people should comply with the regulations to enforce that so that their company has to change what they're doing. I don't think that the hours of service make you a safer driver in any way, even though, you know, I think you should comply. Even if you're two minutes away from a chipper, you should stop because the company should plan you better. Uh, and you should follow the law and the company shouldn't make you do things that are illegal. I think that, you know, the way it's set up now is certainly not make the road safer. Certainly, you don't necessarily need to be in bed 10 hours. Uh, you know, or sleep 10 hours. I don't think so. Each person is different. There's really no good way to do it. But the way that it's set up now, even the government doesn't think is a good way to do it. 
I also wanted to throw out there that Brake Safety Week is August 21st that week. So uh, get your brakes checked, whatever is going on that uh, week, because that is Brake Safety Week here at CBSA North America. But I don't know how many people travel all over. Either way, you know, people in other countries that listen, because we have many countries that listen to this, you won't have to worry about it. It's North American Brake Safety Week, August 21st, week of August 21st. Get ready for it. I don't know if you know this, but Volkswagen owns the name Scout. Did you know that? Well, there's going to be a new Scout in 2026. Yes. Now, I'm a big, I am a fan of old international cars and trucks, trucks, right? Growing up as a wee lad in Calumet City, Illinois, across the street, those neighbors had an international travel wall, right? It's suburban sized vehicle. And even though they had a kid basically my age, I would go over there to talk to the dad when he was outside working on this thing. So I'm a five or six years old. This one kids did this, right? I'm over there helping him work on his international travel all in his own kids inside. I think that's pretty funny. But uh, I've always been a fan of internationals. And so Volkswagen is going to bring back the Scout, but it's going to be a pickup truck. Volkswagen already sells a pickup truck around the world. They don't sell it here in the United States. They have a smaller pickup truck that they sell. This will be a four-door pickup, compact pickup, and it's going to be electric. Isn't that great? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. They expect it to start at $40,000 and go up from there. Depending on options, it'll have four-wheel drive uh, and all that kind of stuff. Probably two motors. Now, it... it Nothing is better than going off-road with something that you can't bring extra fuel for. The beauty of a gas-powered off-roader is you can bring a bunch of jerry cans full of gas. All right, so I don't know what how you bring... Would you bring a bunch of batteries with you, I guess? That's how you would store uh, energy. Uh, no, you wouldn't, of course, because it's ridiculous to do that. And this is just as ridiculous as anything else. Uh, I won't be getting one, just so you know, to, to uh, take the name like that and just ruin it. The scout name and ruin it, uh, it just ruins it for me. I thought this was really interesting. The Toyota BZ4X, which we've talked about here on this very podcast that is listened to worldwide by many other podcasts. It has been recalled. It's electric. It's just out. You know, the wheels might fall off. It's just a small problem, just a little thing. And so here's what Toyota's going to do now. They don't have a fix and they don't know how to fix it. <laughs> how about that? They are saying do not drive it. Here's what they're going to do. Call the dealer. They will tow it to the dealership. No cost. They will store it at no cost at the dealership. They will provide you a loaner vehicle for as long as it takes to fix this vehicle at no cost. They will reimburse all your costs for gas and maintenance of the loaner vehicle while they have your BZ4X. They will give you a $5,000 credit towards your payments or a $5,000 check if you paid cash for the car. They will provide extra complimentary charging for EVgo through 20, end of 2024 when you get your electric car back, EVgo, right, public charging stations. And they will also extend your new vehicle's warranty uh, based on the time that they had your vehicle. So the whole time it sits at the dealer or whatever, they will extend your warranty for the amount of time that it takes to get your vehicle fixed. Or, alternative, if you don't like any of that, they'll give you your money back. They will repurchase your vehicle. I think this is probably a better deal because repurchase is not always great. Depends if they do interest and what you get to buy next because cars are hard to find. This is a better way to do it. They're basically giving you a car to drive. 
and they're paying all the gas. You, it's better than your electric car where you at least were paying some of the electricity. So they are providing a loaner vehicle at no cost and paying all the gas for it. Now, I will say that's not bad. That's a pretty good way to do it. Toyota's always been uh, is high on the reliability um, list of when people tell you, hey, this car's reliable, even whether it is or not. Because as I say, they have a lot of recalls like this where there's huge problems and nobody takes any of that into consideration. So this is pretty good. Five grand plus a free car to use, plus they're paying all the gas and maintenance of the car that you're using. I think that's a pretty good deal. I would take that if I had one. I'm thinking of buying one and just uh, getting the loaner vehicle because they don't know when they're going to fix this. It could be a year. Okay, it could be a year. We don't know when they're going to get fixed. Take the deal. Take the deal. How many times do I have to give it to people? Take the deal on this and just take the loaner car. Now, some housekeeping here. Remember, MarketTruckingAnswersNation.com. Hey, there's going to be a few changes in the next few weeks, I guess, to Trucking Answers. And like I would say, look, we're not going anywhere. We just evolve. We we adapt we improvise we adapt we overcome so there'll be a few changes going along in trucking answers um hope to get to afternoons here soon it looks like in the next few weeks maybe that'll be great going on to afternoon so we can get that happening and uh, that's what's going to go on here for me personally and uh you know i'll try and get some more podcasts and stuff like that out so we're going to just do some transitions and different ways that we do stuff so look for those kind of announcements uh, coming up soon, sooner than later. Okay, so until then, keep uh, your missives and everything else coming. And so now we need to talk about a reason, though, that we aren't living on Mars. You know, there's a whole planet out there um, that is habitable. It's apparently nice uh, going on. Oh, hang on a minute. What am I talking about, right? Hang on a minute. I forgot to look up the Mars weather for today. So let's check out what the Mars weather is. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know, Gracie. I know. That was dumb. All right. So we checked Curiosity, which is sitting on Mars and does weather reports every day, which is kind of convenient. It's 28 degrees for a high today on Mars. Not bad. Not bad. Of course, a low tonight at 89 below zero Fahrenheit. So that's not great. You're going to need to wear a coat, get that winter hat out clear. Clear tonight. No snow or rain or anything. And a very light traffic, apparently. Only a couple of vehicles out uh, roaming around so that's the yeah, that's the mars weather for the day and the thing is we can't live there because there's a bunch of dumb stupid people here on this planet and you know who we're going to talk about today we are going to go to canada today and talk about a truck driver of all people to get in this so we go to canada and we find the police on horseback because that's how they are in canada we all know that don't write to me about it and they pull over a semi Yes, and we're going to give an inspection, and it turns out the driver is drunk as a skunk, okay? A Canadian skunk, so it has maple leaves instead of a white streak on it. The thing is, drunk driving is one of my pet peeves. I just hate it. I just hate to see people not paying attention and not driving at 100%. I wish the blood alcohol was zero, to be honest with you. No one can give me a good reason to say, well, I should be able to drink some and drive. Okay, I don't like it, and I just hate it besides not liking it so anyhow so anyway they arrest the driver right up there and i don't know how many molsons that is or whatever you gotta have but they're being nice about it and say all right you know what we'll call the boss of this company and somebody down there to come down and get this truck so we don't have to tow it away so that is a pretty good thing and what they do is call him up and he comes down there and he's drunk <laughs> okay 
He's obviously drunk, they said, when he get there. And so they arrest him, too. And they end up having to tow everything away. Now, look, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. So what you are, you're doing, so you're somewhere, and I know what you're saying. Well, Mark, he didn't expect to have to go down and drive a truck. Okay, fine. He's drunk, whatever. He shouldn't have gone down to get the truck. How about that? You can tell the police, I've been drinking, so I'm not going to come down there and drive because it's unsafe. I bet the police would actually appreciate you saying that as opposed to you just showing up. Where's the truck? However drunk people talk. Okay, I don't know. I'm not Otis. All right, so uh, anybody get that? Anybody? Bueller? Anyone? All right. So he goes to get it. He's drunk. Everybody gets arrested, and that's a big problem. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Why are we drinking and driving? I consider that to be just as dumb and stupid as all these other things that I talk about. And this is Canada, but it could happen to any country. It could happen in a country of the United States, the country of Hawaii, any country. It doesn't matter. I just don't like it. But here again, now still know two people, two people are in jail eating. That's two cheese sandwiches for breakfast, two cheese sandwiches for lunch, two cheese sandwiches for dinner, and a honey bun. And uh, that's a problem. Okay, that's all money that is out of our pockets. You know, money or what are the loonies, right? That is out of our pockets, uh, that coin with the hole in it. Okay, and uh, you know that I could use to get to Mars where it's a balmy temperature during the day, but no, can I go there? No, no, because I got to house these two idiots. You know, I would like personally for drunk driving without an without an accident or anything. First offense is a year loss of your license, 30 days in jail. All right, you do it again. Okay. 10 years, no license, five years in jail, all right? Third time life, okay? How about that? How about that? Life, no parole, because you're just too stupid. You're too stupid to get it. You know, I'm always willing to give people a second chance, but once you get your second and third chance, this is something that can kill people. You know, for and a person with an accident is starts 10 years in jail, lifetime, no license, and the second time, it's life without parole. You kill somebody, it's life. Simple as that. Because you didn't have to do it. This is nothing that has to be done. That's how I want to be tough on it. All right? So if anybody who's drunk driving can remark, I drink and drive all the time or whatever, save it. Okay? Write to Canada about it. <laughs> all right? So that's what we're doing here today. Change is coming. Look for that. More podcasts and stuff coming. Thank you for being here, everybody. Gracie also thanks you for being here. I personally appreciate all the years that many of you have been here. And uh, we'll be back soon with another podcast, all right? So until then, don't drink and drive. Be safe. Stand up for yourself, all right? Get a backbone and stand up. Go do today. Stand up for something that you've wanted to say, something you've wanted to do, something you've wanted to say, something you've wanted to talk about. Go do it today, okay? It will change your life. You'll feel better about it. You'll feel powerful. And it will change who you are, all right? It'll change. You can change others' lives the same way by you standing up sometimes it just takes one person to stand up and say this is wrong and this is why it's wrong and then everybody behind you is like yeah it's wrong they just need somebody they need that push okay that can be you that push can be you today at a company you today in a store you today wherever you are doing something change your situation and you'll change other situations we'll talk to you on the next podcast